I admit, I do sympathize a little with Dylan Mulvaney because I too was once an impressionable theater kid <laughs> and who knows what could have happened to me if I was cast in Rent on Broadway in my wayward youth. I sympathize with Dylan Mulvaney because I was a theater kid. Let's answer and I'll comment. One, two, three. This is the game that you have all been waiting for, that I have all been waiting for, a game featuring one of my absolute favorite people in the entire Daily Wire universe. That would be my friend, Brett Cooper. Before we get into it, though, have you ever wondered what it's like to trade places with me? You probably are now. I'm sure you would love to sit opposite Brett Cooper. Well, you can. You can't hang out with Brett, but you can get yes or no the game. That's right. Dailywire.com slash shop. We ordered some of these games maybe six months ago. We kind of just missed Christmas and it sold out immediately. They're selling like lightning. Pre-order yours now or you will miss out again. Dailywire.com slash shop. The very greatest party game on planet Earth. And I feel this is the very greatest episode we've ever done because, Brett, you're here. <laughs> I'm so excited. We've been trying to do this. We obviously could not play this game before you were 21. Exactly. So now you're going to have to drink for the two of us mm-hmm. because, you know, as a mackerel-snapping papist, one gives up something for Lent. I've yep. never done it before in my whole life, but this year I'm giving up booze. So okay. I'll be drinking what looks like a Cosmo. It is, in fact, a strawberry-flavored seltzer something. I was going to say, is this like pink lemonade? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a strawberry lemonade, and you are drinking a room-temperature gin. Is that right? No, no. no I'm drinking okay. a tequila soda lime, which is mm. my drink of choice. That's Although, has this been mixed yet? Can I do this? Please. Well, I think you just did. <laughs> I think I did. <laughs> Wait, can I be really gross? Are you just digging it out? There you are. There we go. You know what? It just can't be. That's the stuff. Ladies first. Okay. Let's begin. All right. It's alcohol in my hands now. All right. <clears throat> On average, a sober female driver is more dangerous than a drunk male driver. So you you figure out what I'm going to say, and yeah. I'll figure it. A sober female is more dangerous than a. One, two, three. I'm afraid you got that wrong, Brett. <laughs> uh, it's obviously. This is not just my opinion, by the okay. way. Sweet little Elisa now. Oh, when, no. If we're calling an Uber or something okay. and a female driver pops up, mm-hmm. she will be inclined to cancel because she because they miss the exit. Okay. Chatting. I, I mean, it's very, like, the stereotype about female drivers, I get it. But also you have to bring up insurance. Like, why is insurance higher for, like, teen boys versus teen yeah, girls? Well, but I guess maybe as they age... With they, age, they we mellow out. Mm. Do I just do we just drink whenever, basically? That's how I choose. Before. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's true. It's also because our society is very anti-patriarchal. Yep. You know, punishes the boys. But yes, while it is true that maybe twenty-one-year-old men mm-hmm. are a little more rambunctious than us. Yes. In the long run. When you hit forty as a lady, yeah. it just gets yeah. The thing about stereotypes, I've figured out, Brett. Yeah. They're all completely true. That makes sense. <laughs> All right, shall we? Uh, now I go. Do you go here? Okay. If women can wear makeup in their dating profiles, men should be able to lie about their height and income. <laughs> okay. If, okay, if women so. can wear makeup, men should be able to lie about their height and income. Wrong again. What? No, they shouldn't. Men shouldn't. You should never <laughs> lie. I don't think... <laughs> I don't think that make. I mean, I know that you don't wear makeup. You mm-hmm. sort of wake up naturally, but some women do wear makeup, and it's yeah. not a lie to wear makeup. It, is, it accentuates. I would say maybe an underlying beauty. I, I think that some women take it so far. Maybe I was answering in the context mm. of like how I see makeup, where it's mm. I don't wear a lot unless I'm on camera. Right. But even that is like I look the same, guys. Um, but there are some people like they look totally different. You can mm. completely like the mm. way that people contour their face. Like you look like a totally different person. With that, I'm like, okay, that's like disingenuous. I, I always find women who wear a lot of makeup. Yeah. I, I find it doesn't make them look better, no, even if they're a kind of plain worse. Jane looking. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I like 
I don't know. I, I am attracted to reality. Mm -hmm. I like yeah. reality more than fantasy. Mm -hmm. And so if I see a nice girl who is, you know, just yep. confident and naturally beautiful mm -hmm. in whatever way she is, I'm going to find that much more attractive than some person who's, you know, had plastic surgery to look yeah, like a exactly. Kardashian or something. But it's interesting how many women go to such lengths to completely, like, change everything about themselves. Yeah. Whether it be, like, with the plastic surgery. I mean, that new thing, have you seen, like, the buckle fat surgery? What's People the are, buckle fat? They're sucking fat out of your cheeks to make you, oh, like, that look thing. like that. What? Yes, yeah, so, like, so I have, like, a perpetual, like, a duck face. Like, going to those kinds of, like, ridiculous lengths and then the, all the caked-on makeup. Yeah. And, and the then, lip and then you really wonder the why men. They, oh yeah, they really, make the really lips big. Huge. Yeah. yeah, and the fake eyelashes that kind of look yep, like all caterpillars. Yeah. All of that. Where it's like you're going to such lengths, and then you wonder why guys like say like, oh, like no girl looks like her dating profile. Mm. Like this is so crazy. Like I just want her to be natural, but then women have gone so far. It's very weird. But you got it right. I did. Get I don't it right. think That's that men should lie, but I also think that women need to stop editing their photos. They need to stop caking on makeup. It's better for your skin too. Yeah. The the other thing, I mean, maybe you'll say yes, it does matter, but. You're very successful in your own right. Mm -hmm. Would it really matter if a guy puffed up his salary on a dating profile? Maybe it would. I don't know. People are. I think it comes to down success. to integrity. Hmm. But also, you know, on dating profiles, they don't really talk about their salary. Hmm. If if it was height, yeah. If you're just kind of like, oh, I'm a half an inch taller. Yeah. That's fine. Five foot. Really I'm care. five foot ten round and three quarters, up. but I say six feet. Just round thing, up. Yeah. Just round up. That's yeah. fine. I round up to 6'4", actually. Well, that's yeah, impressive. That's a round. Good for you. Uh -huh. Yeah. But if it's like you're 5'7", and you're saying you're 6', but it's like, okay, now you're just catfishing. Yeah. Um, but it's so difficult because on many dating profiles, it's so general. So it's like a lot of these statements you can't really tell until you actually talk to the person. But mm. so many people on dating apps, they don't actually go on dates. That's the thing. They'll talk for months because it's a game. What? Yes. Oh, no, people don't go on dates from dating apps. Very few of them do. You sit around because it's a game. You swipe. You get the instant gratification. You might talk. So to someone a guy likes for a while. me. Someone thinks I'm cute. Yes, exactly. You talk, and then you'll never meet up. And I have friends that are, you know, will try to, you know, oh, I want to go out with this guy or whatever, and they'll try to make it happen with like in three to four days. Because obviously, you don't want to go out with somebody maybe he's a serial killer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's. I, I, I don't remember what the stats are, but it's like it'll be weeks or months before they even get around to going out. I just. Missed dating apps. I yep. just missed it. Sweet little Elise and I got back together right as okay. they were coming out. So I, I missed it. I never was on one. Yeah. I, I have friends who have done them all the time. Mm -hmm. To get me to text my wife back, to yep. get me to text my employers, to get me to text my me dear, back, to get to text you back, to, to really to text, yes. to text my dear <laughs> friends, I it takes days and days and days. Yeah. And I think people now for recreation will go on to just text strangers for yeah. months. With no point other than maybe. It's not maybe... intentional whatsoever. Wow. So because of that, I think a lot of people are very lax with what they put on there. Mm. Because those conversations very rarely have any kind of substance. And so it's like, oh, you, and often, like I was on a podcast recently and the guy asked me to like look at his profile. Like, oh, would you rate it or something like that? And I've had my guy friends like do very similar things. Mm. And all my girlfriends too. And it's all very, very general. And when I look at them, I'm like, why would you not? you know, put everything out there, basically. Yeah. And, like, talk about your non-negotiables. Like, say what you're actually looking for. I saw this girl on TikTok who did this whole video basically raging, doing, like, an angry feminist rant about this guy. And she posted their conversation, and he wrote back, and he was like, oh, you're so beautiful. And she said, oh, my God, thank you. And he said, could I ask you, you know, what you're looking for? And her response was, I don't really know. I'm just kind of figuring things out. And so he writes back and says, okay, I want to be up front. I travel a lot for work. I'm really not sure if I want something serious right now. Mm. I'm really just looking for like friends with benefits. Maybe if it like moves into, but he's being honest. He's, he's being, being honest, upfront. Yeah. He's on the app. He's like, hi, I'm a dirtbag. Yes. I just want to please my body. Exactly. And like, I don't want to really use care you to do as that. an instrument for my own body. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But he asked, she said, I don't really care. And so she, he responded honestly. And then she flips out at him <laughs> and goes, how dare you think that I would do this? Like, I'm looking for something serious. I would never like go down to that like, like, level. Well, I and asked like, you. Then, yeah. yeah. Then be honest. Yeah. You can't play both sides of it. You can't play games and then expect men not to be playing games. Mm. It's a constant double standard. And so... I like that, though. The, the 
conclusion being women might not know what they want. Yeah. But they definitely know what they, they don't, don't want. want. Yeah, I mean, that's very true. That is very true with women. But anyway, the, the apps are so gamey. And if you actually want to use mm. it properly, Dennis Prager has talked about this a lot. And he's talked to me about it when I was still living in L.A. And he's actually a big advocate for dating apps. Mm. I if you see, live, Dennis, Dennis is, a, is a player, you know. Dennis I mean, just wants everybody cool to get guy married. With the stogie. Yes. And the, yeah, right. <laughs> well, I remember when I was at PragerU, he was like constantly trying to matchmake people. And if you were like a 20 year old, whatever, he was like, why are we married yet? Like, let me find you somebody. Like, let me go to, you know, let me find somebody in my community. But we were talking about dating apps, and I was kind of like, oh, you know, they're so stupid. He was like, no. Especially if you are in like a liberal area. He said, this is the best way to weed everybody out. But the caveat is that you have to be intentional. Yeah. You have to actually put your religion. You can't be like, oh, I'm a moderate yeah. if you're actually conservative. No, just say it. Because then the people who are going to be angry at you and are going to hate you, you're not wasting your time. You're not wasting their time. The right. only people that are going to actively be interested are like, oh, this is great. You're being out there. You're Get on there. the dating app. Yes, yes. Swipe right. Yep. I'm Dennis Prager. Okay. Anyway, I... so we're moving on. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> Technically, I know more about pop culture than you. So I'm <laughs> answering as me. And you're answering as you. Well, no, no, I'm answering for you, right? Yeah, I'm yeah answering right, for right, right. You. You're you're answering as, as if to say I, Michael Knowles, know more about pop culture than you. Right oh, now, okay. I think. So. And you're moving that way. Oh wait! Oh. So I, now we're getting it right. You're saying so, I. I, Michael Knowles. Yeah, yeah. And and I'm answering I, Brett Cooper. Take you, Michael Knowles, to be my lawfully wedded now. Here we are. True. It's true, obviously. What I don't—the most modern musician I listen to is Van Morrison. <laughs> no, you listen to Miley Cyrus. And Miley—that's true. I, I really dug that Miley song. I Have you listened was, to the rest of her album? No, I thought it was a single. I didn't know it was a whole album. Well, it was a single, and they mm. put out some other songs. It's not—it's kind of a letdown. Is it? She, yeah, I've the always, first three songs. Yeah. Great. The rest of them, huh. I was like, she started randomly talking in the middle of the songs. So I was like, I'm not here to listen to you talk yeah. with your like smoker voice. No, it's I like. It. I mean, it's a sultry voice, but I've always been pro Miley since Party in the mm-hmm. USA. I really liked that, and this whole thing about you know you could have had flowers. And yeah. I don't need you to hold my hand or whatever. Yeah. I like it. It's a good. It's a jazzy kind of 70s it's fun. funky thing. Yeah. And I, I and it's and it shows how uh, misery inducing modern. Exactly. Culture. And I don't think that what I liked about it was that it was not like man shaming. It was just saying, hey, I can, you know, she's talking about the things that a woman would want and saying, you know, yeah. if you're not going to give those to me, I'll find them somewhere else. Yeah. It's not about like, I hate you. It's more about her, which I appreciate because most things in modern feminist culture are always like right. at the men. But I found it ironic, too, because she's mm-hmm. saying like, I can buy myself flowers. I can do, but it's like, yeah. no, like you can, but, you, but it's not it's the same not thing. The same, yeah. obviously, and you're presenting that. Okay, I'm up. Helen Keller was faking it. Oh, my God. Okay, no, I've got an answer to this. Okay, one... My team and I debate this all the time. One, two, three. No. Really? No, she wasn't faking it. Yeah. The people around her certainly were faking it. Because I think that she's real. You think that she's a, a deaf, dumb, blind woman? Who flew an airplane? That's what you're saying. Did she fly they, an airplane? They said she flew an airplane. Okay, okay I don't believe that. Yeah, and like she also didn't she? She had this special friend who Helen Keller would communicate with the friend by like hand massages or something, and then the oh, friend the, would just yeah this the thing. the way that you yes yeah, and then the friend would just magically interpret mm-hmm. this, and Helen Keller wrote all these books and flew yeah. an airplane or whatever, and but. But then when the friend died or went away or something, mm-hmm. then that was then Helen Keller chose not to write any more books or fly any more airplanes. I don't know. It just I'm not Okay, I didn't know about the on, flying the know. airplane. But I do think that somebody obviously can exist who, you know, is blind and deaf and that kind of thing. But I like I loved the miracle worker. That play yeah, about her. I, I love, I've only seen jokes about that. Like I've only seen the South Park about the miracle worker. The miracle I've worker never... is so good. The play is fantastic. Yeah. And the, I mean, and her books are great. I do believe that she is real. I don't know the extent of the stories that they've told about her. Yeah. I mean, she's, a, I do, she's a woman. Yeah. I do believe that she could learn that stuff, though, because I know that there is sign language that you can do. It's a different kind of sign language, but it's just done in the palm. Yeah. But maybe, I don't know, maybe it was just like that person was her crutch, but maybe they, you know, overblew it, obviously, because now she was making a bunch of money. Yeah. I, I'm not definitively saying mm-hmm. it was all fake news. We should have questions. I think it's fair to, like, we live in a world right now where mm-hmm. they told us that 
an experimental drug would stop us ha. from getting a cough That's that true. was the worst plague in human history. And, it, you know, and that turned out to be a little, what am I allowed to say? Like a little dubious. So oh, I don't know, I'm just a little, I just have questions for Obviously. the Kellerites. Yes. If it's not true, uh-huh. at least it makes a good story. See, that, I think that sums up my feelings. Yeah. I still appreciate the play. <clears throat> Guys. I've never had to call in sick to work the day after my 21st birthday. <laughs> yeah, huh? <laughs> we just talked about this. Okay, so I'm answering. Um, never had to, well, so it's about me. Or wait, so I'm answering. Is it it's a question me. about me? No, it's about. About anybody? Not everything is about you, Brett. Just most things. Oh, thank you. No, so you're answering it as me. I'm Michael Knowles. Never had to call in to work sick the day after my 21st birthday. You're a bit of a crazy guy. I was, but I was also irresponsible and didn't have a job when I was 20. <laughs> <laughs> and you, my dear. Should I tell the story? I think so. Well, guys, my birthday is obviously October 12th. I started working here when I was 20. I just turned 20, actually, when yeah. I got my offer. Um, and so I spent the whole year here not drinking and having apple juice and the champagne flutes whenever mm-hmm. Daily Wire would do special yeah. events. <laughs> You were trying to get me to come on, yes and no. Um, But no, so my 21st birthday, I had like four different things planned. I even had a cabin trip planned with Madison, you know, with a Mm, bunch of our friends. We're going to go up to Asheville, um, and it was going to be a great time. And I have never had the best luck with birthdays. Something Mm. always happens. Mm. I don't know what it is, but I'm like the quintessential, and maybe this is the Zoomer in me. I always cry on my birthday. I never have a good time. Cry tears of joy? No. Oh, no. No, no, no. Just stress constantly, yes. Mm. Um, one time, I think this is my 17th birthday, I had two midterms on my birthday. So I took mm. one, was my Spanish midterm, was the worst midterm I ever took. Went in my car, sobbed. Took the next one. Yes. Mm. And then my mom was dealing with like a health thing with my brother. And so I sat at home in Burbank on my porch and ate Domino's pizza and cried again. It was mm. great. Anyway, so half of that sounds nice. I yeah, mean, it was yeah. solace. It was yeah, good. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I just, you know, I was really hopeful about this. I was like, I'm living in a new city. I have a great job. I have great friends here. Yeah. And I get sick. I get the flu. Um, you got the flu. I, I got the flu. Yeah. No, I actually mm-hmm. did. So we, yeah. um, I had a concert that I was supposed to go to that night. It was uh, the Wildlife and Floor, two of my favorite bands. Oh yeah, I'm a huge. I liked them before they got popular. So I'm you sure probably you did. Did. before I, they sold out and went mainstream. Exactly. But, yeah. Oh, they're not even mainstream it's a huge though. Floor. Yeah. No. Well, I'm saying you know even bef- back when they were nothing. No, they, they, they were they were children they were born, and they were actually. in there. Yeah, yeah, you were a big fan. Uh-huh. Um, no, and so I like left that concert in the middle because my throat was hurting so bad. I didn't have a single drink on my twenty first birthday. Like uh-huh. literally not a single one. I went to dinner in East, did not get a single drink. Went to this concert, I drank a chugged water, and then the next day I actually saw Scotty at that concert. She can attest to that. Yeah. Whatever she is, you got an alibi. Listen, I do. I've got a clever gal, Brad. I, I mean, and then I canceled the cabin trip because I was yeah. so sick, and then I. Got Madison sick as the, well. The only reason that I'm inclined to possibly believe this story mm-hmm. is people always say, well, your 21st birthday, did you go crazy? Did you? Yeah. But I think, you know, at least for me, yeah. wasn't wasn't my first radio when I no. turned 21. And so at a certain point, you're like, well, I've kind of been doing this for a while. I don't actually need to go It lost the charm. Out. Yeah. I've I said don't. it before, and I've said it publicly. I had more fun before yeah. I turned 21. Yeah. And then I, it hit, and I literally did not drink for the two months after my 21st birthday. Because so I was like, why am I doing Yeah, it loses Using it. my real ID? This yeah, is nobody, nobody wants to <laughs> do that. Point? What's the point? <laughs> I, I know. Anyway. Okay. For men, wearing loafers without socks is a lot like wearing Beats by Dre headphones as a woman. Both are things you experiment with in college and are sort of a rite of passage for basic white people. However, unlike the loafers, you can easily clean headphones so they are better. <laughs> you guys involved did question. your research. Wow. So. All right. So. So the headphone. The, the, the punchline here is Beats by Dre are better than sockless loafers. And that they're both basic and not cool. Yeah, that's all part of the premise. I mean, I, don't, I think basic white people stuff can be perfectly fun. I like L.L. Bean, you know. Yeah. I know. I, I so like, I would. Yeah. Mm, Beats like, by Dre is better than... Like pastel polo shirts. Um, okay, so the Beats by Dre are better than sockless loafers. Yeah, no way. Okay, you want to... No, sockless loafers. I hate I mean, sockless that's... loafers. Really? I hate what? it. I hate it. Brett. I just did a live stream. Were you guys watching my All Access? They must have known. I talked what? about it yesterday. 
No, socks. Listen, I know that I know that you I'm, wear socks yeah, and slippers. Of course. I I I, 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 I dolled do myself it. up for you. Did you wear I'm black socks? See, that's you know? see that's that's the best. But here, my thing is yeah. with the loafers that you wear, I think it's more acceptable. Mm. When men wear these loafers with the tie, like the oh, ones the, that the tassel loafers. Yeah, well, no, 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 with the laces, saying, with the laces, like, like Oxford shoes. Yes, okay, whatever. A, lo- you call a loafer is sort of defined by the its lack slide. Of, okay. Yeah, lace. It's more so. I still think that's not great if it's not mm. springtime and you're not at a beach wedding. <laughs> it's like put on the socks. Mm. Um, but if it's an Oxford. Why do men wear those without socks? Do they? Those, yes. That's insane. They do. Well, that's insane. And, and it's very weird. uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm sure. And yeah. I'm like, I don't want to see your ankles. That's, Cover them up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm know. like, I'm, I'm like a principal telling yeah. people like cover up, like telling girls cover up your shoulders, telling mm. men like cover up You're your. Telling waspy men, hey, put those ankles. Literally. Around. Get yourself down to the country club. Put on some damn socks. Put on some socks. Yeah. Okay. But it, and I think the other part of this punchline is that yeah. my headphones that I wore on the show are Beats. Well, that I knew. Yes. Yeah. I, uh, but that's, you know, it's fine for an age. But the thing is, a, a waspy man mm-hmm. and a wasp identifying man of yep. any race, culture, or background mm-hmm. can wear sockless loafers or let's include maybe topsiders. Okay. From f- truly from yep. six months old until mm-hmm. his dying day. That's true. It is. It's timeless. It's timeless. You know, I yeah. rocked the topsiders. I love Sperry topsiders. Yeah. Not anymore. No. But I mean, like oh, my family's yeah. big in sailing, so I had a lot of mm, boat yeah. shoes. How did I, I? I could see that. I could. You exude a kind of sailing vibe. You know? My whole family does. It's the one thing we all do. Wow. Competitively, yeah. Competitively. Mm-hmm. Because I like the idea of the William F. Buckley Jr. version of sailing. The big boats? Yeah, yeah you go out, you kind of wear a silly sweater. <laughs> yeah. And you kind of, I think he would occasionally puff a little Haitian oregano. on the Oh, no. We're in, like, full-body, like, all-weather suits. Wow. Like, hanging out the side of boats. Wow. So my brothers and I did that. And then my dad also competed. And then my mom, she was more of the, like, relaxing. Her first husband would, like, cruise around, and she would be there with, like, drinks and food. You're like the conservative answer to Greta Thunberg. Hey, you know, go. there's St. Greta there in that boat in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. I assume helicopters dropping caviar. And yep. Like and then there's you. You're Having a great there. time, not yeah. crying about it. Um, decriminalizing prostitution would be more problematic for society than decriminalizing Schedule One drugs such as weed, LSD, and mushrooms. No, wait. Would be more problematic. So it's worse to decriminalize. Prostitution. Prostitution. Oh, I don't know what you think of this. I'm so torn. Let's just see what happens. I don't know whether you're more anti-drug or more anti-prostitution. I'm not advocating either. <laughs> in an impossible situation. But if if I had to choose one to decriminalize, mm-hmm. hookers or mm-hmm. hard drugs, yep. I would I would choose the hookers because okay. one, it's much more traditional, world, world's oldest yep. profession. Yep. And uh, two, both Saint Augustine and Saint Thomas Aquinas make mm-hmm. arguments not for the legalization of prostitution, okay, but arguments against further outlawing prostitution because okay. uh, they say Saint Augustine says, and then. Uh, St. Thomas Aquinas reiterates this, mm-hmm. that it, it, if there is not this outlet that is tolerated or if it's further clamped down mm-hmm. on, society would be so convulsed by lust that you would mm-hmm. have far worse outcomes uh, for people. Interesting. Uh, more of sexual violence, that sort of thing. Okay. And uh, Now, that's, the calculations changed a little bit today because there's porn everywhere, mm-hmm. uh, but but if I had to tolerate one of those evils, whereas when it comes to LSD and all these yeah. hippie drugs that turns every every person from a normal person to a huge lib, yep. never seen it go the other direction. I have. It's one of my really good friends. Really? Yep. Are you sure? Yes. Are you sure? I'm very you... sure. For his like 23rd birthday, his like request for me was just to like, he, because I was like, what do you want to do? And he was like, actually, I just want to like hang out. And like trip, and I said, "Well, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, but if you want me to like hang around and like bring you food or whatever." Um, but his big like shroom trip was him realizing that like the elites are all out to get us, hmm. and he was like, "You're all right. Like the government, it's like awful, and they're you know they're conspiring against us." And I was like, "Okay," because that's usually been the case. That's interesting. Yeah, I had a friend. This is the only non-disastrous mm-hmm. psychedelic story ever. Yeah, a buddy of mine took mushrooms. Mm-hmm. 
and was in Washington, D.C., and he looked down. He was on the marble okay. monuments. And he looked down, and he said, oh, what are those ants doing crawling around on the marble? Mm -hmm. But it wasn't really ants. Okay. It was the black and white of the marble. So it was the black mm -hmm. of the marble, and he was experiencing this as an animate reality, but mm -hmm. then said, no, 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 this is just the pigment of the stone, which is inanimate. But then, because he was super high, he realized, no, it actually just was ants. So, uh, and then he sobered up and, you know, we went on with our day. Yeah. But the takeaway from that mm -hmm. is that he could experience metaphor. Mm -hmm. He was experiencing a blurring of the literal and the figurative, which I think is very important because yeah. I don't believe in anything as being merely literal. I think mm -hmm. this is a semiotic world and everything has meaning. Uh, so that was one thing. But he didn't really get that into the psychedelic stuff. Yeah. My other friends who have gotten into it, they, they always come to the same conclusion. They say, okay. you know, man, I was so stressed. And, and then I ate a bunch of mushrooms and yeah. took a bunch of bathtub acid. And then I realized, man, it was cool. It gave me peace. Because I realized, man... I don't need to worry about like sin and guilt and yep. stuff. I don't, you know, I saw, some of them will even say, I saw these little like beings, man, it was like aliens almost. And they, yeah. it kind of showed me, man, there's another dimension. I don't need to worry about sin and, and Which is not guilt. a positive outcome. Yeah, it's like, hey, bro, do you know who would try to convince you not to worry about sin? Demons. That's who, those okay, little weird wanna, alien things you saw? Yeah, like the Do you about my brother's experience? Yeah. Okay, so my brother did a ton of drugs. So there's the reason, like, he's, like, the primary reason that I became very, very anti-drug and started with weed and then has basically done everything under the sun. Right. But he is now, has drug-induced schizophrenia. Like, yeah. very, very, very serious. Yeah. But the things that he sees in his trips, they are all, like, devilish, like, demons. Yeah. Like, literal, like, demons on his shoulder that tell him that, like, he, like, caused the destruction of our family. Like, all of this stuff. Like, it is truly, like, you are, like, going to hell and, like, that yeah. kind of stuff. And it's, like... How yeah. is this? And then he kept doing it. Like, oh, I, you know, maybe it'll be better. Let me, like, try something else. Let me try another hallucinogenic. And I'm like, yeah. it's obviously not. But no, that's my one friend is the only time that I've seen it done positive. But I have very good. My best friend, actually, has experimented with a lot of it. And he public, publicly will say, like, I think everybody should, like, trip once in their life. And I'm like, mm. He was like, no, nah, I'm good, man. I, I love you, but no. Like, yeah. Uh, am I up? Yes. Okay. Right? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I have better hair. Huh? Mm. I have better hair. So you're answering as me, I'm answering as you. I think you know what's good for you. Come on. Give it a little, Come on. A little like sort of turn. Oh yeah, let me give you a pull. I will say your hair is... Yep. I guess we'll let the audience decide. Do you use... Jeremy's Razor's hair products? I actually do. I do, too. I do. I do. They're very high-quality hair products. They are. I, but I've had this hair And they're, product. like, quite clean, too. They're, yes. No, they're super yeah. no, no seed oils, all made of beef tallow. I don't really know much about this. No, but they don't have any parfum in them or anything like that. I hate parfum. I, I, I love cardamom, but I hate <laughs> profiteroles. I don't use the uh, the beef tallow deodorant, but you do. But I use a salt crystal as a deodorant. That's even crunchier. I know it is, but I do use the beef tallow moisturizer. But I did. Which you gave seen, me? Yes. Michaela Peterson, though, hmm. she is like very obviously she has her autoimmune stuff, so she's like allergic to a lot of things. But she had a recent breakout due to her shampoo, so she uses the beef tallow shampoo. So what you were saying was actually, can you actually what you actually can. You can buy it on Etsy. It's like a bar of beef. Yeah. This is the thing. I, I never got into fad diets or anything. Yeah. Elisa convinced me. Seed oils yeah. made by the same demons that you see on mushrooms. Yep. And beef tallow cures everything. Beef tallow, the answer to all of the physical well, it's, all, it's because it's going back to something that's natural. It's like we have all of these, you know, remedies. It's like when you go onto skincare websites and there's like 55 different products that yep. all do different things. They all have different chemicals, different, but they're kind of like weird concoctions of the same thing and you buy all of them thinking yeah. they're all going to be a fix, but you're really just like putting more chemicals on your face. Right. It's like, why do we need all of that when there are very yeah. simple solutions? Like, why is it that men, yeah. that my brother can wash his face with a bar of Dove soap yeah. and have clearer skin than me? Right, right. And I've like used every, I had like a dermatologist from the time that I was, you know, eight years old because child actors obviously can't show a, a single can't pimple. A pimple. Can't yeah, have a single no. whatever. And I've had like worse skin than him and all he does is mm. just like pff, splash water. The Dove soap or now, even forgetting mm -hmm. that, I'm just going to start walking up in a field. There are a lot of cows around Nashville. It's going to slice off some fat. Just get rub it. it. on my face. Throw it's it back to the cow. I, I got Brandon Tatum's wife on it too. 
Did you? Trying to get some for Candace, yeah. Yeah, I'm really into it. I uh, The answer to all of life's ills is be fat. Be fat. Yeah. yeah, okay. True. Oh, it's my turn. Oh, it's your turn. Gimme, okay. gimme. All right. <laughs> As a rule, women are more shallow than men. More shallow. Oh, it depends on the industry. More shallow. No, no, I don't think so. Really? They're, they're different. They're differently shallow. They're Maybe di that's a better way to put it. They're, but they're, women are are deeper than men in mm -hmm. certain respects. They're women are more realistic. They're more it, emotional. I think like they have more emotional depth. Yeah, that was certainly more sensitivity. Yeah, but they're. I think they're also more grounded. Uh, mm -hmm. People think of men, you know, as being there were the grounded ones yeah. and women are taking the flights of fancy. That's not true. Mm -hmm. Men are Lord Byron going off to fight a revolution in the middle of Greece or something. Men true. are the poets, right? Men are, are the ones who write love sonnets and, you know, have a boombox. Don Quixote. Right? Don Quixote, yes. And, and women are just like, Matt Mac, are you sure? I really, I think you kind of added up that Mac, you know? And, and so women are, are much deeper and more grounded in that way. Yeah. But I think men tend to probe more deeply into the the into abstraction. Yeah. I feel like these days I see more commonly men calling out women's shallow behavior. And maybe it's because women have become more shallow and we can go back to the whole like dating yeah. thing of, you know, only caring about, you know, fashion and their hair and their makeup and that kind mm. of thing. And I think that might be because we've deviated from these traditional values and traditional roles where women had really important, yep, you know, yep. roles in the home and they took those very seriously. And now it's kind of like, I mean, you look at, you know, what you were talking about on whatever podcast I was watching, you know, Isabel Brown's episode last night where, you know, they're so flippantly just being like, oh, oh actually, no, it wasn't Isabel Brown's. It was another clip that I saw from whatever. But this guy was like, you know, if I want to marry a woman and I'm going to make her my wife, and this girl was like flipping out, but he was saying, I'm going to make you like my wife or whatever. And she was like, no, your girlfriend's like, she's just going to want to go to the club and like have nice dresses. And he was like, no, I'm not going to marry somebody like that. Of course but not. that kind of, you know, image of women these days and kind of that stereotype that comes with it, I would think that they've become more shallow. Hmm. But when you go back to those more traditional roles where you have a very, very serious job in the home and you have like a very, like oh, women yeah. took themselves very seriously in what they were like designed to do, yeah. that seems less shallow. Yeah, I don't know. I don't run my home at all. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know what my bills are. I don't <laughs> know that I've ever paid any of my yeah. bills in the home. And uh, so that, you know, that's a real grounding. But you're, you're right. If, mm -hmm. if a woman follows feminism, then yeah. that will make her more shallow. Because yeah. feminism says that the only way for a woman to have any value is to pretend to be a man. Yeah. And I got news for those ladies. Mm -hmm. They ain't never going to be as good a man as I am. Nope. They're not. Dillimal, I'm not saying I'm the greatest Dillimal man in the world. He's trying, though. He's trying. He's going the other. Yeah. He's it's trying. Amazing. He's going around the finest, kind the, of the most prominent woman in America is a huge dude. I would say, though, like, I think about, you know, different industries. Yeah. And being in the acting world, and I don't know how it was in your time at Yale and, like, oh, that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. But... People Men in Hollywood, it's like they're so shallow. It's yeah. like, why do you care more about your skincare than, oh, yeah. than I do? Why yeah. do you care more about your hair? Than, oh, I can't do this. It's going to whatever. I'm like, oh, my God. This was, did you ever work in New York as an actress? When I was very young. You, the, I mean, like eight to ten years okay, old. Yeah. Because yeah. th this was always considered one of the big differences in New yeah. York and L.A. Is, the men were very serious. Or the people were just the, serious the, in general. Yeah, right. Everybody in New York yeah. tends to be more serious. And uh, especially in the theater in New York. Because yeah. you're... You're in an actor's craft there mm -hmm. where it's, you know, you're following a story yeah. beginning to end every night. Whereas I, I remember when I got out to L.A., one of the acting teachers in New York, kind of legendary mm -hmm. guy, he was 92, he trained everybody. And he said, mm -hmm. don't go to L.A. Yep. L.A. is lies. It's shallow yep. lies. And then you get there and everyone is super hot. Yep. Every, there is a lot more work because yep. there's all this film stuff. But it's and, all fake, too. But it's all fake. It's yeah, less it's about, fake. like, I remember I would do, I had a bunch of different acting teachers in L.A. And I had like the film act teachers. Yeah. But it it's not like serious. It's like you're on. They don't call it film. It's like you're on camera. Yeah, acting. yeah. It's like don't blink. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Like, don't blink. Um, and then I had my like more theater oriented. It was so different because with the on camera ones, it was like, all right. So when you go into your audition, you want to basically trick them into thinking <laughs> that you're the role. So dress this way. You know, go in as the character. Yeah. And with like the New York teachers that I had were more like theater based. It was like, all right. Obviously, you are still Michael Knowles. I'm still <laughs> Brett Cooper. You're in the given circumstances, which is what acting should be. <laughs> but it was like you don't. Carol, like you could show up in sweatpants and absolutely crush it. They'd be like, oh, that's so yes. amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but truly, I mean, I think that, I guess, yeah, that's an important distinction. The L.A. actor guys. Yeah. They're, they're, but I mean, the women are dressed as shallow, but I think. That's true. Uh, differently so. Yeah.
The chat GPT yeah. danger and doomsday hype is more clever marketing than any real risk of it being evil or detrimentally sentient. Evil or detrimentally okay. sentient. Okay. It's, okay. The, it's the, made up. It's, yeah, it's made up. It's not that dangerous. One, two, three. That's super dangerous. Yeah, I hate it. It's, it's, I hate AI. It's, I know we were talking about demons earlier, yeah. and I'm not saying it's always demons. Mm-hmm. I'm not like the guy in the History Channel. So it's yeah. demons. But there's weird demon stuff with ChatGPT. Yeah. Because what, what is a, a demon or an angel is, is a pure intellect, mm-hmm. right? and disembodied intellect. And what is ChatGPT a simulacrum of? Yeah. A disembodied intellect. And you get really weird. Did you read about the AI demon? No. Loab? No. Long story short, this AI engineer artist person mm-hmm. found a demon on and See, it's yeah. so but I look at it and people think, oh, it's this very, very cool, like almost non-biased, like just technology. No, you it's not non-biased. There's obviously like a programmer back there yeah. creating all of the stuff. And I do think that it has the potential maybe to like take on a mind of its own in some way, but it has to start from somewhere. Oh, yeah. And I did a whole episode where I was asking it different prompts. And if you ask it to, you know, write a speech in the voice of Kamala Harris, it will. If you say, you know, would you do something in the voice of Brett Cooper or Ben Shapiro? It's like, no, those are like, we don't do hateful whatever. <laughs> I did, um, I said, can you tell me about or write about the dangers of minor attracted persons or something like that? And they said, no, these are protected class. And they said, like, this is something we're tr- like trying to, it gave it like a disclaimer. It said, we will not respond because we don't understand minor attracted persons and psychologists think that this is, you know, we need to understand them and respect them. And obviously it's different than pedophilia. And it's like, no, it still has a bias. It's also, I, it is pedophilia. It's, it's still, synonymous. it's a different name. Yeah. Um, and I think that it is objectively cool that we have been able, that technology has gone this far. And I am, you know. It's like, great job for the people who yeah, did it. It's like, cool, you look how high that Tower of Babel got. Wow, yeah. good job. Yes. Wow, amazing. Like, let's stop. Yeah. There's like a point. Anyway, and I, I think that it's really, really... Have you seen the videos that they've done of us where they like use AI to change the things that we've said? Oh, yeah. Or, and some of them are really funny, but yeah. it's like Ben, Trump, Joe Rogan, and Peterson playing Minecraft together yeah. and that kind of thing. But then it's, you know, people are so dumb. And they get duped by headlines every single day now. Oh, yeah. And imagine, you know, we're going into this, you know, election cycle. And you can't tell what is AI or not. There are right. so many idiots in the world. And I say that with, like, the kindness of my heart. But it's, I mean, maybe it's maybe idiots is not the right word. But people who, to give them the benefit of the doubt, don't have a lot of time or not interested or just kind of watching news and passing because they don't care, they're yeah. not interested, who would see these videos and think, oh, my God, I can't believe. Yeah. No, I kind of like that. It's... The deep fake thing I kind of like because it means that all these gotcha scandals are yeah. just over. That's true. Because you think, okay, I can't trust any of these videos, all these distractions, or these Then maybe that would logs. be a positive thing. Yeah. Of literally not trusting anything. Yeah, because I'll do my own. I, I love, though, you, you, you put into chat GPT, you say, mm. uh, what are five things white people can improve on? It's just well, this, that, yeah. this, that. You say, what are five things black people can improve on? It's like, how dare how you? You, you can't yeah. do you And know. they give you, like, it's not even like they don't answer or they can't give you an answer. They, they give you a disclaimer, like, you're a terrible person yeah, for asking yeah. that. This and is we, hateful. We have, exactly. Yeah. Okay. You're up. Okay. Let's be honest. And Michael's nun loophole aside, if somebody is not married by the age of 30, it's them. Oh, so saying, forget oh, about religious life. You yes. could be a consecrated single or yep. religious. Or something, but put that aside for a second. If you're the mm. kind of person who would marry and you don't get married by 30, it's on you. I think there can be some nuance. I think yeah. in many, many cases, like I think about my oldest brother. I talk about with my brothers now. He's not married. He's 34, yeah. but he's choosing not to be. Pisses me off. He's he's choosing yeah. not to be because he wants to be a celibate? Or he's choosing no. not to be because he doesn't he's just, want to be Just because he, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't he's know. not, he's not getting know. married. Yet. He's not getting married. Yeah. But, you know, I also look at friends who are desperately trying who are very, very intentional with it. And I, yeah. you know, a couple of good friends that are like mid-20s and are very, very worried about that who are, like, very deeply, and they're, like, are trying. And I do think that, you know, it kind of, some of it will come down to, you know, how much are you putting yourself out there and you say that you are, but you're not being, you know, genuine with it or you're altering yourself to try to fit into somebody else's idea. But I still, I think it can be a lot of things, but I also know that, like, the dating landscape these days is disgusting. Yeah, it's disgusting. There's no, because the standards and norms were destroyed by the libs in the 60s and 70s, no one knows what to expect. People now say, 
we're talking. We're at different talking stages, yeah. right? You're talking. You don't even know what you can't even call it dating. Anymore. There was a new know. article. Uh, oh gosh, who published it? But it was talking about Gen Z's love of situationships and how it's okay and how Gen Z should kind of like settle in yeah. the situationship phase and the talking phase yeah. and. Oh, that's really positive. Yeah. Frozen adolescence. Yeah. Yes. Right. <laughs> and so I do think that a lot of it is because of people's choices that they're making, but also how much of that is directly from them and how much of that is from like these social, right. you know, and societal if, changes that we've had that makes it impossible. If you're, a, if you're a woman, you were raised in a liberal environment, mm -hmm. you were taught a bunch of nonsense, yeah. and then you were told don't have serious relationships, mm -hmm. don't ever choose love and marriage over mm -hmm. your career, you've got to go get some advanced degree to go work in the yeah. widget factory or study, you know, some mm -hmm. super specific nonsense to mm -hmm. not get a job teaching at a, at a university. And then you end up and you look up, you finally got all your degrees, you got yep. all your spreadsheets are done and you're 30 and you think, oh, I was lied to. Yeah. Oh, you know, is it the person's fault? Yeah, at a certain point you got to, you, you should have probably personal try responsibility, to wake up. Right. But, but it's also, yeah. The whole culture, everything in the culture. Your parents, your school, mm -hmm. your popular entertainment, yeah. your the scientists, the everything yeah. has been lying to you. And so it takes a real person yeah. to be you raised in that environment and then to say, no, I'm not going to. So I think yeah. it is a, a balanced scale. But in many cases, I do think that you know people cause their own problems. So yeah, it's true. You know, that's when people say, oh, I've got all you know, a thousand failed relationships. So. That's a problem. There's a common denominator. If you there. haven't really dated and you've been like very particular. Or even focus on something else. And I'm like, okay, that's probably something else. But if you're just... Yeah. yeah. It is more likely that Joe Biden threatened a black gangster at a pool after children rubbed his legs than that Joe Biden's father saw two dudes kissing in 1961 and said, it's simple, Joe. They love each other. So they've clarified so, here. Yes, for corn pop is more likely. No for gay, curious, great grandpa Joe is more likely. How did they I, describe? Yeah. I want to read this again. Read that, yeah. <laughs> they just love each other, Joey. Yeah, that's what happens in 1950s Scranton. Yeah, or even earlier, probably 19. Yeah. So you're answering as I would answer. Yeah, so yes but it's for more likely pop, the yeah. gangster. For sure. Do you know why? Why? I hate to admit this because I'm sure Joe made up pretty much all of the details. Yeah. Corn pop is real. There was there was a local newspaper article. Someone dug it up of this guy yeah. who was called Corn Pop, who existed around the time in around the place as Joe Biden. I, that part, That's... at least, of the story is real. I hope the kids rubbing his hairy legs is not real. Ugh. That probably is real too. So I guess Joe Biden actually, of all the stories he's ever told, that one might be the most truthful. I mean, it's just like uh, it's not even a clever that other one where it's you know my you know grandfather. What is it? His was it his, his dad? His father. Yes. Yeah. That sounds exactly like the libs on Twitter that are like, my daughter yeah. came to my room. Yeah. I was like, mommy, what are they doing to the trans people? And, then, and I was like, no. And we cried. We cried. And the TSA agents applauded. Yes. They, yes. It was in I the middle know. of every, you know. Do you know what would happen if a couple guys started making out on the street in Delaware in, in, or Scranton in the 50s? Don't want to know. We don't want to know. Yeah. It would not be nice. No. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Damn you. I admit, I do sympathize a little with Dylan Mulvaney because I too was once an impressionable theater kid and who knows what could have happened to me if I was cast in Rent on Broadway in my wayward youth. 525 pounds. Yeah, I know. Mm -hmm. yeah, I know. 525 pounds. I always so preferred, dear. I preferred Lease, which mm. was a Trey Parker and Matt Stone's version where the, the lead song was, everyone has AIDS. My, <laughs> my uncle and my dog. Too. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, so you sympathize? I sympathize yeah. with Del Mulvaney because I was a theater kid. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. There but for the grace of God go I. You know. I talk about this a lot. Yeah. I, and it's, I don't, it's not exactly Dylan, but I do see myself in a lot of the young women who transition. Yeah. Who went through a terrible puberty and didn't fit in and felt like, and I always say, the ugly duckling. I was the ugly duckling. Mm -hmm. I was like gangly and I wasn't cute. Definitely not at like 12 years old and you know, that mm -hmm. kind of thing. I desperately, you know, wanted to be friends with more guys. I hated the girls that I was around. I was super, like I, that would have been me if I had yeah. not had the mother that I did. And she literally had a conversation with me. And I remember we were on Mulholland Drive and I was about 15 years old. And she was like, I want you to think very critically about how you're presenting yourself to the world. Because you were all black. You're wearing Doc Martens. Mm. You're sitting like a dude like this. Yeah. You only hang out with men. You're angry at women. 
Mm-hmm. And she was like, it's okay to be feminine without getting rid of the parts of your personality that make you more of a tomboy that come with being raised around three brothers. And she was like, I see you going down a path that's not you and it's something that's coming out of anger and resentment and not feeling like you fit in with the more like promiscuous and shallow LA girls or whatever, but that doesn't, that's not every woman. Doesn't mean you're not a girl. Yeah, so it's not exactly yeah. Dylan, but I do sympathize with that kind of thing mm. of, you know, you feel so out of place and this culture only feeds you two options, which is to be like the stereotypical whatever. Or it's like, oh, if you're uncomfortable with yourself, just change it. You'll be so happy. Yeah, yeah. I, I never. And plus, theater just makes everything more complicated. It does. It does. Because I, I was fortunate in that doing theater was was only one part of my life. You yeah. know, I did. I I was involved in lots of other stuff too in in high school and mm-hmm. student government and all these things. So it kind of balanced out a little bit of that, but. My fear would not be that I would have become a chick or something mm-hmm. or, or a homosexual. or anything. You know, for, for all of my many sins, yes. I always knew I was a guy Excellent. and I always liked girls. Uh, but my fear would have been that I would have followed the Dylan Mulvaney route to just seek attention above all things. Yeah, it, which you and, see a lot. Which you see a lot. In and entertainment. Look, I... I have a show, I give speeches, I go around. So it's not that I, I'm averse to yeah. people paying attention to things I say, but it's, not, <laughs> if, it's different. If, if that's the primary thing you're seeking, you are going to go down a dark path. Yeah. If that's secondary to, I want to say something that's true, I want to learn something about mm. human nature, I want to help uh, people see the world more precisely, you know, and, and you get attention for that and that helps the work, that's a wonderful thing. But yeah. if you are just chasing... You will do anything. Attention, then you will do anything, yeah. including, you know. Yeah. Well, he hasn't done that yet. Has he not done that? No. Oh, of course. No, because he's normalizing the bolt. Do you remember that video? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't remember that video. Oh, what? you should watch it. Yeah, he did a little dance where he was normalized. He wore very, very tight shorts, and he normalized the bulge. Could I uh, request a spoon to carve out my <laughs> mind's eye from that image? Okay. okay. Oh, no, that's I'm you. Up. That's I'm you. Up. Yes. In a well-ordered society, crusty white dogs would be slotted into their proper place outdoors among the squirrels, raccoons, and pit bulls. And Davies, I hate you. Wow. Crusty little white dogs. Hmm. Uh, well. I want to say, yeah. Because you're a good man. I think you have to drink, Brett. <gasps> Afraid to say. I've been drinking the entire time. Anyway. I, I know. You I don't hate really crusty know. white dogs. Uh, yeah. You haven't. I don't. It's not. You that haven't I, met Rocky. I have not met Rocky. That's true. Maybe he'll be the one. To, he can change it's me. It's a girl. Don't misgender my dog. She Rocky. Yes. Is a girl. She's named after Rocky Balboa. Get it right. Who is a male? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know so what? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's 2023. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> it's I, the year of gender confusion. Yeah, I guess you're you know, <laughs> even for the canines. It is. I. It's not that I. You know what? She. She's fixed, so. She's oh, she's a eunuch of a dog. Yeah. She's a, she's a uh, non-binary dog now. I, I, it's not that I hate dogs. I'm not a dog person. I'm not a cat person. I'm much more of a people person. But I do think if one is going to have a dog, yeah. the dog has to be either comically small, like a wiener dog, <laughs> or sort of comically, you know, deformed, like a, like a bulldog, like an English okay. bulldog. Okay, yeah. Or, I do love bulldogs. Yep. Yeah. Or... Inconveniently large. That's true. Like a St. Bernard, Great Dane kind of thing. And you know what? I prefer bigger dogs. We always had bigger dogs. That, you know, I had a, a Bernese Mountain Dog, and then my dog that I had for 16 years, he died in August, was a Great Pyrenees. Mm-hmm. My mom has, well, right now she has 10 Great Pyrenees because she had puppies, but she really, she mainly only has wow. three. She's oh, 10 wow. of them. But I had a friend that I worked with at Trader Joe's, and his family had a accidental litter of puppies, and he needed to find homes for them. And he was like, I know that, you know, you love dogs, can I can I give you this little like floof? Yeah. And I was in a mid college crisis. What I, is what I would mm. call it? My sophomore year of college. I don't know why I decided to adopt a dog. Sophomore During year of college. During college. Oh yep. my goodness. Well, I was I wasn't like living in dorms or anything like right. that. So I was like, sure, bring it on. Yeah, yeah. But he wanted to be a boxer. He was working at Trader Joe's, but he was wanting to be a boxer. So I was like, I need to name this like little female mm. dog after a boxer. Rocky. Yeah. I love Rocky. Little Evander Holyfield. Yeah, that's not as cute for a dog. That's no, true. not at all. But my other dog, he is bigger. Mm, okay. Yeah, he's right. a, he's a real dog. So real, say. Yeah, <laughs> but not inconveniently. Rock, Rocky's large. not a no. He's not inconveniently large. Rocky is a. She's not a. a she's not a dog. She's a. She's in a subset of you know. Mm. She's in her own category. She's a trans. She is. She's something. She's, she's becoming. She's non-binary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh-huh. 
99% of men who are pro-choice hold that view so that random swipe rights are more likely to hook up so they won't be on the hook for child support. Let's answer and I'll comment. Yes, mm -hmm. except that last part. I, I do, yes, they mm -hmm. say they're pro-abortion because yeah. they want a, women to sleep with them. I don't think it's primarily so that it'll be easier to kill their children if a child is is. Raped. I don't think it goes that deep. It doesn't go that deep. I think it's because they think that that's what women want. Yeah. And they'll they'll say whatever. For but I women. also do think I don't think it goes as deep as like child support. Yeah. But I do think they don't want the responsibility. I mean, it's the yeah, same thing sure. of why they're hooking up rather than trying to pursue a relationship because that actually takes commitment and effort. Right. And emotionally putting yourself out there. Right. So I do think that it comes with a lack of you know, wanting to be responsible for anything. So maybe it would lead into that. But I don't yeah. think they're looking at that like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't want to pay my, whatever. These men, they're um, just chasing 304s, you know. Yeah. I learned that phrase on the whatever podcast. I don't even know what that means. It's, it, I just said yes. If you typed in 304 in a calculator and read it upside down. Boobs? Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the boobs would be, oh, that, what that is be the boobs? five eight zero zero eight. That's much better. My mm -hmm. brother used to do that. I was so confident. <laughs> I was like, oh, of course. 304. Anti-disestablishmentarianism, of course. Yeah, no. Uh, I didn't at first, but after watching his viral Would You Rather clip on attractive men who are now trans women, I think Andrew Tate is probably having more fun in the Romanian prison than we first thought. I haven't seen that clip. What is he doing? He says that he, he, he oh, insinuates oh, that he would rather sleep with... That he would sleep with, with a hot trans guy girl guy yeah guy then who seems to be a, a less attractive than a less attractive woman who presents as oh yeah, he's having a good time apparently he's having a great time he's tweeting he is he's, well his hair doesn't is. look that great seen that i haven't no i haven't kept up he always that. said that he was bald by choice when yeah. you see that picture he's not bald by choice he's yeah it's a little unfortunate well it's a little patchy all right just be honest mm -hmm. <laughs> okay mm. real talk Dish girl. Right. Let's, go. <laughs> Let's spill the tea. Uh -huh. Real talk. People who claim to have been abducted or had direct contact with aliens were most likely just tripping balls on a dose of the old Joe Rogan special. Hmm. What is Matt taking? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> true. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Matt does confound this a little bit. No, they might just be mentally ill or yeah. vexed by demons. Yeah. So I don't think, don't I don't think it has to be drugs. Or yeah. they're confused. Or they just don't know. They might have thought that it was. Yeah. They, yeah, they see, could be gullible. I see blinking weird things in the sky all the time. Yeah. And like, hmm. Mm. Yeah. I, listen, I wake up in the middle of the night and I think that I'm being probed by a little green men, you know. Mm -hmm. and, uh, but I think, oh, it was probably just, you know, a light breeze or something. Or your child. Yeah, <laughs> get out of my room, buddy. <laughs> okay. It is more difficult for women over six feet to find a date than it is for a guy who is under five eight. So it's more difficult oh, for, for a, a woman. woman. Oh. Over. No way. Because oh. oh, no. so many guys like really tall girls. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, because they're like, oh, my, like, God, my, I don't know, yeah, my... That's true. I mean, that's true. if you're, like, 6'5", it's, I imagine that is harder, you know. But, I mean, but, it could work out for you because you'll date some NBA player and you'll be super rich that's for the rest true. of your life. <laughs> that's true. You make a good point. No, yeah, it's, it's certainly true. It's very hard for... Because I think men are yeah. more willing... Well, it goes back to that whole thing of, you know, women control sexual encounters. Women yeah. Yeah, are yeah. the gateway, quite literally. yeah. But men are more willing to compromise on that kind of thing. And they're like, oh, she's beautiful, whatever, I don't care. And women yeah. will look at a great guy and be like... There was a guy, I was gonna, he has a very funny nickname mm -hmm. from this town that I hung out in growing up. And, but I, I'm not going to say his name because he would be identifiable you know, okay. to people in this community. And so I, I'm not going to say it. it was, trust me, it was very, very funny and a great pun. Okay. And he, but he, he was quite short. You know? yeah. I mean, he was, there was something medical going on. And he was very angry about it, you know. Mm -hmm. you could, and I think people carry a lot of that anger, you know, the yeah. Napoleon complex or something. But the thing is, if you can just accept one state in life, and if you're a guy who's under five eight or something, mm -hmm. and then you marry a really tall woman, you're gonna look like the man. Yeah, you're gonna exactly. Look like Sarkozy or something. It all comes back to confidence. Yeah. If you're comfortable with it, if you're not trying to overcompensate or yeah. anything like that. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Okay. Alrighty, we're getting to the end here. I have a ghost story. 
Yeah. No, I didn't ruin it. I blew it. <laughs> I'm not even drinking. <laughs> Come on, Michael, get it together. Yeah. yeah do you? I mean, I, I thought that I did when I was like eight years old. Yeah. But I don't know. So the two things that I think I saw. Uh, my grandfather, my paternal grandfather died when I was very young. And I thought that I saw him at my grandmother's house shortly after he passed. And mm. then I got really into it and was like, Mom, can you like talk to ghosts or whatever? And I would have like seances in my kitchen dining table. Not like not real seances, but I would like, I lit a candle at like eight years old and was like, okay, I guess I need to try to talk to granddad because he's like, anyway, it was so stupid. I don't know why. I was, I was such a freak. I was so weird. But- um, you know what they argue? Because there have been plenty of stories where yeah. I, it seems like, you know, it, there's something that would seem to reflect one's dead grandfather or yeah. something like that. We've got plenty of those. Uh, but then the question is, is it a ghost? Mm-hmm. Is it a hallucination, mm-hmm. a Figure ghost, or a demon? We all get back to demons here. It does. And it's, a, it's actually a real Catholic Protestant thing. Some Protestants believe in ghosts, but... A lot of Protestants don't. This is what Hamlet is about in the opening mm-hmm. scene, yeah. right? You know, the question is, did I see the ghost of my yeah. father? And Hamlet is largely about the Protestant Revolution, you know, mm-hmm. the University of Wittenberg and the, the nature of truth and is there a monopoly mm-hmm. on truth anymore? And so the, the question of, have I seen a ghost, is a question of, are the Catholics right or are the Protestants right mm-hmm. in many ways? And, uh, but the, the argument for ghosts existing mm-hmm. is there's a ghost in the Bible. The witch of Endor summons a ghost okay. of Samuel. And uh, so I think ghosts can exist. Yeah. But I don't, if I, if something gets a little bit eerie and mm-hmm. off and you think, I just don't look too into it. Yeah. I just think just there's a lot of spiritual stuff going on all yeah. around me. I don't, that's not for mm-hmm. me. Curiosity is not a virtue. Yep. As Father Rehill told me in a long interview. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure my father saw a ghost as well because I used to sleep in my parents bedroom I would like run across the house because well I was always terrified that maybe we can get into demons here but we lived in a very very long house in Chattanooga Tennessee and it was like all one level but it was super long it had like one bedroom wing here and then my parents bedroom was here and I would like turn off the lights and sprint because I was like certain that there was like some crazy woman chasing me I also had a dream of like a small person this was a recurring dream chasing me and being able to like it was like a ghost of a small person like Teleporting around and like chasing me. So anyway, it was I, like a five foot six guy. He was like, I want to oh, be no, no, your no, husband. Like, Get like over 11. here. Like four eleven. Small oh, okay, yeah, yeah. little, like Asian, tiny four eleven, <laughs> in black and red chasing me. Anyway, so I like was very very weird, but I would run into my parents' room. Anyway, so one night when I was sleeping, my father thinks that he saw the ghost of my brother who had passed away like three years prior, like standing next to my bed and yeah, yeah very weird. But then yeah. I also I, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of into I ghost tours ones. though. Yeah, like I'll do ghost tours. Will you? The one in Franklin. Well, everything's haunted around here. I know. You are reminding me, though. Yeah, there was one time I woke up, and I'm pretty sure I saw or felt a ghost. Mm-hmm. And you don't know, because you think, well, you're waking up. And you just don't look into it. That, but you don't kind of look. You just think, okay. Yeah. Okay, you're right. This is the last one. That's you. This is me. Yeah. Okay. People who believe the Earth is the center of the universe should kick rocks and go touch grass. I'm kicking a rock. It's at the center of the universe over here, Ben Davies. Okay, wait. People who believe the Earth is the center of the universe should kick rocks and go touch grass. They're is crazy. This like, They're is deluded. This... Yes. So is the... it metaphorically, or like, do you actually like? Is it somebody who actually believes? What's a metaphor? <laughs> That's a metaphor, man. Mm. <laughs> the Earth is the center of the universe. Okay. More precisely, man is the center of the universe. Okay. And is you this know. like, physic or physically, or are we just talking about? I mean, what is, is it literal? I don't know. <laughs> literal refers to letters, which are okay. signs and symbols. I, I, you know, all models are wrong. Mm-hmm. Some models are useful. So this model that we have, whatever model you have of the physical universe, yep. let's say it derives from some conception of the Big Bang. It involves mm-hmm. the Earth circling the sun mm-hmm. ar- around the uh, Milky Way and the, in the yeah. uh, various uh, galaxies and superclusters that mm-hmm. were floating all around. The Whatever image you have in your mind is wrong, right? It, it's not even close to okay, yeah, the physical I mean, sure, representation. Yeah. Uh, even the, the visible universe, which is every single thing you're imagining mm-hmm. right now, is something like 5% of the universe, yeah. right? So according to whatever model, which is probably mm-hmm. wrong too. 
So all models are wrong. Some models are useful. What tells you more about reality? Mm-hmm. That man is some random little blip floating on a rock somewhere in the middle of nowhere for mm-hmm. no particular reason at all. Or man is the center of the universe. Because what I can tell you for certain mm-hmm. is that man, a rational being, mm-hmm. union of body and soul in a hylomorphic union, mm-hmm. is at the meeting of metaphysical reality and physical reality. I, I know that for sure. Yeah. That's, that's the only reason we can speak right now yes. in this room. So I, I can rely on that. Mm-hmm. Therefore, if I view the universe as with the Earth at the center of it, mm-hmm. you can come up with a mathematical model as to why that's true. Yeah. Right? It's all, we're all just talking about models. And it will tell you much more about the nature of reality. It's kind of like, what's a woman? Mm-hmm. People don't really have a good answer for that. People say, well, 2X uh, chromosomes. Two, I don't know what the hell 2X chromosomes is. What does that mean? That doesn't mean mm-hmm. anything to me. What is a woman? Sugar, spice, and everything nice. I get that. That tells me a lot more. Sugar, yeah. spice, and everything nice is much closer to what a woman is mm-hmm. than 2X chromosomes. Well, it's tangible. We can see it. We experience it every day. Yeah. Rather than, I guess, yeah, but I'm seeing your point. Right. Rather than something that we're just not truly understanding, but we're taking from an expert. Right, yeah, but some expert who doesn't know anything, who's got all these wrong priors and premises, who, yeah. you know, who doesn't, who thinks that he's the center of the universe, yeah. like uh, Mr. Patchy or somebody. Yeah. But no. Maybe you've convinced me. Maybe, maybe. Maybe here we are, Brett, you and me, right at the center of the universe. <laughs> this is the most important thing in the right. world. And, you know, even, it's very important, too, for, like, sacramental theology, because mm-hmm. the idea of the Blessed Sacrament is it's the perfect union mm-hmm. of physical and metaphysical. I mean, this, this idea that the cross mm-hmm. is the axle on which the world turns. Mm-hmm. That tells me much more than some stupid science lecture on magnets at the North Pole, but it's not even, it's not really at the pole. It's, like, kind of the fake pole. And it, yep. Yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> whatever, nerd. I'm gonna t- I care about truth, all right? Yep. And I, there's a lot more truth in... Uh, Poetry and myth and uh, revelation and the true myth, in fact, than in whatever some stupid lecture Dr. Patchy gave. That's why you learn more from literature and stories than you do anywhere else. Of course. Of course. That's why emotion is more important in convincing people. Yes. And, and you know where else people find truth sometimes? Hmm. In vino veritas, they will sometimes say. Though, I don't know, sometimes they get diluted there as well. Uh, cheers. My dear, to your health. Mm-hmm. To your sobriety. And to my sobriety, mm-hmm. I'll, next time I'll drink triple after Easter. <laughs> Wonderful to have you. Thank you. Wonderful to have you. We'll see you next time on Yes or No.